This podcast is powered by The Plug. Hey guys, welcome to episode number seven of Beers, Bourbon, Whiskey. Of course, it's your boy Q Lewis, holding it down live on the 48205. I got my man Bo in the building. Say, happy Bourbon Day. No, for sure, for sure. It's National Bourbon Day. Um, well, it is right now while we're recording. <laughs> By the time you see this, it'll be a couple of days later. But uh, yeah, still a uh, shout out to all the Bourbonites, I guess we would call them. I don't even know. Uh, today we got something very special, something I've never had. All right, uh, Bo has had it before. He said it's been a, a little while. And this is a Black Maple Hill. All right. So we're uh, about to get into some of that. The the bottle, the bottle actually reminded me of like something out of uh like out of science class like it don't even look like a liquor bottle it look like a, a potion bottle yeah i watch too much tv but uh yeah that's what we on today about to check it out and you said it is uh 95 95 proof all right i got you so 47.5 small uh, batch yeah i was gonna say small batch whiskey um so you know what you you've had it obviously before um what made you jump to you know back to it because i know you like it so like what's like what you like about it i guess shit was delicious <laughs> That's pretty simple, like shoot delicious, cuz. Um, I don't want to talk about the palate. Not I yet. want you to taste that shit first. Right. right. Um, you know I'm going to have a hard time, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, I, I can't really tell you what like it without talking about the taste. You know? Right. But, yeah. That's, like, what, that's what brought you to it, though, yeah, the, the taste. taste yeah. how, did you, uh, how did you get up on it in the first place? Because obviously somebody had to point you to it before you tasted it. So, yeah, like, what made you go to it in the first place? Just, you know, uh, just kicking it one day in cigar bar. Yeah. You know, just old heads, you know, old heads. We just got to sit down and shut up and listen some time. You know what I mean? These old heads, they're probably about 60, 65. They just got to school me on some things, like cigars, drink, politics, whatever. And that goes with a lot of things, though. Sometimes you yeah, just got to shut up and listen. Up and listen. Yeah. Sure. All right, so yeah, so that's what we on today, man. We go check it out. Uh, we got a little, uh, little bit of background information on it, too, that we uh, actually just stumbled across. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what it uh, what it tastes like because it's not a lot of times that Bo rave about shit like he really rave. <laughs> now he did like the Widow Jane. I, I wasn't a, a super soul fan, and then he already told me that I got a pussy palate, so I might not I might not like this one either. So he didn't use those words. I use those words. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do have a softer palate. Honestly, I don't think he gonna like this. One. Yeah. yeah but you, I love. You think because it's too rough? You think? I don't. I don't think it's rough. But that's so why I wouldn't like it. Then. I just don't think you gonna like it. <laughs> Well, I guess we're going to have to see, man. Go ahead and tap that bottle. We'll go ahead and get to it because that's what we do now. We don't waste no time, I guess. Um, but by it being National uh, Bourbon Day. Look at him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> had to edit this. Uh, usually I take the plastic off before we get started. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's National Bourbon Day, dog. Um, aside from this, what would be your, uh, what would be like your number one bourbon if you had to celebrate today? Like, what would you normally go to? I'd celebrate today. Yeah, like you're celebrating today. Um, or, or if you wanted to open the box. Some folks are gonna say this is over, <laughs> some folks are gonna say it's overrated. I don't think it's overrated. I think I mean it's definitely overpriced for how much it costs per bottle. Oh, this must be the Pappy. So Pappy. The Pappy. Uh, I had I had Pappy back in the day. Are you for real? It's a good life, man. We gotta cut that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, cause it wasn't nowhere to, to grab it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes later. Got a little bit of it, yeah. All right, so yeah, the Pappy. I, I know that uh, 
from what I've seen, though, obviously it does seem to be a, a bit overpriced. I will, oh, yeah, I will yeah. say that. <laughs> but you want to drop, you know, thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand dollars for a bottle with this. That's a lot, you know, man. That's, that's, that's definitely that's, a lot. That's significant, right? right. There, right? <laughs> it really is. That's very significant, Very. Alright, so let's get down to this, though. The science experiment. Nice little pop there. I won't stick my nose into the barrel this time. <laughs> we'll go ahead and pour it to the glass first. Right. Putting uh, COVID-19 droplets in there. <laughs> right. Let's see what we got here. All right, I'm smelling nothing but cigar right now. Hold on. <laughs> Let me move away a little bit. Um, I mean, for it to be. What's the first thing they hit you? Smoke. <laughs> the first thing. To me, to me, I think it's like. Oh wait, wait, wait! Don't I say that. Don't say that. No, I was saying it, but like, it immediately hit me. Can't smell nothing. Like something, it's it smells spicy, like woods or something. It don't smell sweet, and that's what I'm used to. And that's mixing with the smoke though, so I gotta taste it. I can't lie. See, I think citrus. Like I think that the nose, like citrus, immediately hit you, like orange. You know what I mean? I taste it. I don't smell it though. I taste it. Mm -hmm. It is good though. It's not. It's not harsh. I mean, you kind of had said it like it was going to be harsh. No, I just said that you didn't think you was going to like it. No, I like it though. Because it's complex, right? Because it's got some citrus. It's got a little bit of, uh, how can I say it, like rose or something maybe. And then like, it just kind of settles. Like it just kind of well, settles funny. down into like some spice or some, uh, 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 like some deep cocoa or something. The spiciness is at the end. But what's funny is like the kind of citrus, almost, almost an orange taste. This is some weird shit though. This is something I've never experienced until today. When I taste it, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this, but I don't taste it on the tip of my tongue. But it rolled down to the side of my tongue and I can taste it there. Like, which is some weird shit. Cause like usually with the citrus taste, I usually taste it like as soon as it hit my tongue. But like this, it don't seem like I, I, I don't taste that until it's like almost going down. And then at the, at the end, it's kind of, it's got some spice to it. And you know what it kind of reminds me? The end, Reminds me of because uh, you haven't had the basil hidden yet. Have you? Yeah, I've had basil hidden. The, like, the end, that. the end, kind of feels like that though. The, a little bit of spice at the end, yeah. so that, it kind of feels like basil hidden. Um, but the, the finish, for the finish, yeah, the finish, like yeah, the finish. But yeah, initially though, it's a. Uh, I'm honestly confused why you thought I wouldn't like it though because it's, it's got a sweetness to it because of the citrus. It's got a little sweetness, like it's well, not. It's not that candy sweetness. So though. like or a caramel. I've always, like, the people who, who don't like it, or the people who's like, eh, you know, the common theme is they don't like the complexity. Uh, it's complex. too much they got a lot of different favorite flavor okay. profiles. And that's probably because it is a blend, right? Yeah. You know, that's probably why it's got a lot of different flavor profiles to it. Oh, but, you I know, do taste the cocoa. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, do it's taste the cocoa. It sounds a little bit, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a deep cocoa, yeah. Duh. And when we talk about cocoa, we talking about for real cocoa, like yeah, that, I'm not talking about like that bitter shit that you put yeah, in, your, yeah. in your smoothie, that cocoa, yeah, yeah, not the, I'm not talking about the Hershey bar, right? Not next to quick, you know? <laughs> like cocoa, yeah, right, exactly. But uh, it is National Bourbon Day, man. So salute to uh, all the bourbons and bourbon nights out there. But uh, also, what's really important right now though is uh, it's smooth. Juneteenth. It is. It's very smooth. It's uh, Juneteenth, man. So uh, that's what we gonna rap about today. You know, what, before we get into. Uh, before we get into Juneteenth, though, you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the little background we just went over with the uh, 
with the with the history of the of the liquor that we drink. Oh, right? so the Black Maple Hill, yeah. Now, first of all, <laughs> let me say this. I thought it was a place because it definitely sounds like a place, but uh, we found out it was. It's not a place, place. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody thinks a place. Mm -hmm. Actually, in on the on the little site they got, you know, it said the same thing. Everybody thinks this is a place, but what it really is is it's like this dude who went down to uh, some Kentucky distilleries and was like, "Man, I need y'all to make me a blend, mm -hmm. right? right?" And I don't remember all the distilleries. I had to read it, whatever. But um. He was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I like this. And how the article put it, it just, he's a dude from California that lives in San Francisco or whatever. That's <laughs> right. like, went down to Kentucky and had to make a blend, and he put a label on it and decided to sell it. And there you we have it. Yeah, there we have it. You know, um, I, I made it up too, though, because I want to tell y'all real quick, before we get off into the real topic, though, about, uh, you know, people be wondering, you know, a little history about bourbon or the different types of bourbon or whatever. So I made a couple notes and I, and I put them down on my phone so I wouldn't forget them all, right? <laughs> right. About some things y'all can check out, like documentaries and books about bourbon. So the first one is called Neat, The uh, Story of Bourbon. It was made in 2018. It's on Hulu. Okay. Uh, so check it out. You know, if you got Hulu, I think it's free on Hulu, actually. So if you don't got Hulu, you might be able to check it out. Okay. Um, the next one's a book called Straight Up, Kentucky Bourbon. It's written by, it's written and, well, it's a book. Uh, it's, it's this documentary. I guess there's like a book out there too. I don't know. Okay. But uh, it's on Amazon Prime for free, I think. Okay. And um, I think that's the only platform it's on. Okay. Then uh, there's a book called The Social History of Bourbon, Gerald Carson, which is really good. And the last one is Bourbon and History of American Spirit. And that just kind of talk about how, like, no one, like, no other country can make a bourbon. But, right. Exactly. Because yeah. somebody asked me about that, like, where you can get other bourbons, like, when you're outside of the country. I'm like, well, I don't think it's really considered bourbon if it's from somewhere it's else. It's considered whiskey. Then. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like Irish whiskey or something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Real quick though, this way off the subject, and I meant to mention this to you off camera, but I, I didn't know if you've seen where uh, Uncle Nearest and uh, Jack Daniels uh, putting together this program. I think they put like $20 million into it uh, for resources for uh, new black distillers. Yeah. Did you, you peep that? Mm -hmm. Yo, that, I that's think dope. that's dope. And that's kind of what we was talking about before, like a few weeks ago, probably even last season. Mm -hmm. About like the importance of you know black distillers, and I, this is a this is a step in the right direction. I, I need to get some more info on that, um, but right now is a, is a joint effort between Uncle Nears and uh, Jack Daniels uh, to put together like this program. They're putting in twenty million. Hopefully, it'll grow, mm -hmm. you know, from there. But this is going to be resources for you know up and coming black distillers, like how to get into the game because this is a like this yeah distilling whiskey, distilling liquor at all is a. Like it's something that can become a family legacy. Like this can build wealth, and this is something that we've been kind of shut out of. And uh, especially looking at what's going on now, obviously we can't get away from it. Um, this is a, a prime opportunity for us to start jumping into some of these real streams of, of revenue and kind of get back into. Well, I can't say back. Get into <laughs> places where we need to be that we haven't been financially. So um, salute to them for you know trying to make some things right. So I did have to mention that. Um, Definitely. So let's jump to uh, what we're talking about, uh, Juneteenth. All right, if you're not familiar with Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth is uh, a national holiday in some places now. Oh, state, it's, it's, state, yeah, it's not, it's state, not it's national, national holiday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, freedom Day. Freedom Day, right. It's a celebration of uh, freedom of African Americans. Uh, so that was June 19th, 1865. I, don't want, I want you to also understand this too, though, that 
June 19, 1865 was three years after they actually signed the proclamation. Uh, so, yeah. I also want you to know, I got to know this. On top of that, after like June 19th, like, like in Texas, the state of Texas, word didn't really get there until a little bit afterwards. Right, exactly. So they were the last to know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Or the last to acknowledge. Last, yeah. Say. So, yeah, three years after the fact, and then like some time after that, for real, it wasn't really uh, like recognized. Mm hmm. But so that's that's our Independence Day. So moving forward, I think it, it is important for us to really start, you know, taking a like what's the word I want to use? Like we really just start want to bring light to that though, because I knew it. I've heard of Juneteenth like when I was coming up. There wasn't a real push to like educate us on what it was though. We should celebrate Juneteenth like they celebrate the Fourth of July, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, now, um, is this would this be your first year actually celebrating, or have you done this before? No, I celebrated before. You know what I mean? And like, I get it. You know, Freedom Day, and like, yeah, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on and all that type of shit. So, we, you know, like, I acknowledge that argument, right? And like, and there's a lot of validity to it. You know, reason behind it. Yeah. Um, my thing is like, we gotta celebrate something, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, something that's just no, like no. ours, and we just gotta celebrate that day. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the type of shit I'm on. That's, that's the vibe energy I'm on with that. You know, you feel me? Sure. And this is my thing, too, though. I've uh, I've never, like, honestly, I've never celebrated Juneteenth. I really wasn't even in tune with, like, how I should have been celebrating or even the, like, the capacity of what it really means. And a lot of that's my fault, obviously, because I'm old now and I could have did it my own research. But this has never been anything that's really been taught to us. So this is something I mentioned on my show last week, man. I just want to let y'all know that I'm not having it. Uh, this is my first time, and yes, this is my first year celebrating it. I may talk a lot of shit about it, but what I don't want black people to do is start tearing other black people down because this is their first time. I'm not jumping on no bandwagon. I'm finally being enlightened. So let's just leave it at that. But you know, some people is yeah, like, some people it's like, oh, so now you want to... Like, no, we just didn't know. And I think... I'm not, it's definitely not okay. I'm not gonna say it's okay, but like at this point, um, we're learning and we're all moving in a different direction. The thing so that I think would be worse that, is worse uh, is that if you did not try to educate yourself mm -hmm. about that stuff, you just like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, it's gonna buy your day. So the sure. fact that people actually try to go figure that stuff out, like, yeah, yeah I'm with that, man. I'm, sure. stuff. I'm with it too, man. So uh, salute to Juneteenth, man. Get if you're not all the way hip, like I gave you like a small little lesson on what it what it really means. But uh, definitely educate yourself and your kids and let them know how important um, that day is, which is June 19th. All right, so it's going to be uh, a couple of days after this airs. Um, okay, I got to I got to I got to talk on. about it. I, I know. Before you go there. <laughs> I got to talk Before about you it. go there. Okay. All right. So, y'all know, know me by now. Y'all know I get kind of angry sometimes. So, I do want to say this. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to address the docile ass Negroes one time. <laughs> So, <laughs> a lot of that, what Q was just talking about, right, is, you know, some of those people jumping on, other black folks were not knowing, or whatever, it may be. <laughs> you know, people, people were different. We also about black people being diverse. Mm -hmm. And um, some of these docile ass niggas, I go back to <laughs> June 19th, 1865, from the research I've done, and there was a lot of, like, slaves, like, Hey, you free? Go go do what you, you need to do, right? Yeah. And this might surprise some of y'all. So you know, they, like some of them didn't want to go. Yeah. Some of them would have stayed, you know, stay and chill. Yeah. And like 
This is true. My, this is facts. And, and, and people, some people that I know that I had conversations with Juneteenth about, you know, they're like, I don't know how you can do that and blah, 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 and this and that and whatever. And like, I get part of that argument, but I actually argue against that, right? Because think about it. You got nothing anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, like, <laughs> so we'll talk about Emancipation Proclamation and the abolition of freeing the slaves and Abraham Lincoln and shit like that. Right. Lincoln made it very clear that, yes, I don't want slavery, but y'all motherfuckers are not equal. Like, hold right. up. Like, you know what I mean? Y'all not equal. Right. Like, we ain't put, put anything in place for you to thrive either. So, yeah, freedom is better than being a slave, definitely. And I would have been on, like, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. But you, you, you got to think, you got you to gotta put yourself in those shoes of a slave that now has nothing. Right. Like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, you got to be scared of some folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? To a lot of folks. To a lot of folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't want to automatically dismiss those people, you know, even though, like, we think they on some soft type shit. Yeah. And they may have been. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's, I don't think we could ever, we talk about it, but I don't think we could ever really put ourselves in their shoes. Yeah, because you've been, at that point, right? you've been conditioned for hundreds of years and then bam, all of a sudden, you free. Like, mm-hmm. all right, so now what? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's kind of like, a, that's almost like having, a, it's probably a bad analogy, but it's almost like having kids though. And then like you just leave them to fend for themselves with, with no prior education on what to do once you out here. It's kind of the same thing. So I understand why it was like that. But which is also why, um, I don't want to get all political, but it's also why all of these laws that are still in place to this day were put in place back then because basically they knew that it was going to be people out here that didn't know what to do with themselves. So like, let me let me give you these laws so now I can make you a... a Systematic racism. Exactly. Law. Exactly. Now, now I can call you a criminal and now I can take those rights back that you thought you had in the first place. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but we had to go there. So now we got to talk about it. Go ahead. All right, man. So now since since, uh, since the announcement, obviously, uh, I guess the date has been changed. But um, if you didn't know, then uh, good old 45 had uh, actually planned to have his first return rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. So when I saw this, right, so I seen it in our group text and then I seen it on Facebook somewhere. And I just immediately started drafting a Facebook post because that's what we do now. Like. I want everybody to know what I'm thinking right then, so I did it. And if you if you don't follow me on Facebook or any other social media, I'll just tell you what I said. Basically, uh, I'll sum it up. But I basically said that 45 uh, scheduled a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you don't understand, I'm a, you know, I'm not going to ask you if you understand. I'm going to tell you the importance of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma is the place where they massacred, massacred uh, just a whole village of black people, thriving businesses, thriving families. And like murdered him. Like this was like a literal massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? So he chose this place on Juneteenth to have a rally. So I said, I didn't even put it on just 45. I said, if this don't let you know that America is simply saying, fuck you niggas. And this is what I said. Fuck you niggas. If you don't understand that that's what America is saying to you, then I don't know where you came from or who sent you. Those are my exact words. That's what I said. Because if you don't understand... If you don't understand what comes with scheduling a rally on that day, knowing that you you are being perceived as a racist, let's let's say that he's not a racist. Like I mean, obviously he is, but let's say that he's not. That perception is there. So if you have a rally on that day, it's a slap in the face. Dog. And what I was saying uh, earlier this week was that either they gonna have to change the date or it's it's gonna be a problem because people gonna protest at, at a Trump rally anyway. Like people gonna protest. 
but by it being where it's at on that date, it wasn't gonna be pretty. Like something, it was gonna get violent. And the only thing that worried me about that, because trust me, at this point, I mean, we 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 passed that point. So when shit get violent, it's just gonna get violent. But what I didn't like about that is that, right? You know what I'm saying? Just like Tay Chappelle said, once it gets violent, though, at that point, it's gonna give them that opportunity to like change the narrative. And that's what that's the only thing I was worried about. So I'm glad that he changed the date, but. I still feel some kind of way though. I still feel some kind of way about the shit. Yeah, because he initially picked that date for a reason. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. <laughs> don't think that's any type of coincidence or anything Hell like no. that. That is that. That was strategic. Yeah, because you, know? you can call him dumb all you want, but he 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 do shit strategically. And you know, he, you know what he also did with that is like he even emboldened his base even more. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, it's freak. Fuck them niggas on freedom day. <laughs> Basically, you know? I mean, basically, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. This is really good, though. Yeah, this is, this is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I want to. I, I, oh, yeah, man's Killmonger. Killmonger. Killmonger out here. I fuck with Killmonger, boy, so you know. Right. Hey, I have to get a close up on Killmonger. Yeah, you had to put him out here a little bit. Yeah. So, what um, did you. Oh, go ahead. But, yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I know things ain't great, but we got to find something to celebrate, right? Yeah, and I was thinking about, I was real thinking about this earlier. You know, somebody that we don't celebrate enough in the city of Detroit. Mm. And not that they're, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to take anything away from this guy. I'm not saying there's some living legend or nothing like that. But effort counts for a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Jalen Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No his, in his school. Yeah, true that. Like, he's doing big things for these yeah. young kids in his school. No, for sure. Like, they, they have like, like a thousand kids so he's graduating and they're yeah. doing like big things. For sure. You know, like, he, like find something to celebrate. Like, celebrate him. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. And that was a legitimate argument. Like, because I think he said something. Like, he, could, he took a couple of shots at it, you know, when when LeBron was first starting this school. Yeah. Like, basically, like, he been doing it. Yeah, that's what he said on the breakfast club. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people was like, oh, he shouldn't have said it. Like, but in real life, he has, though. And, and you know what? He is one of the few people that, like, he don't get celebrated like he should, especially here. Like, if nobody else understands, we should we understand because yeah. he's ours. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Detroit, and, and that nigga Fade be crispy as hell. Fade be crispy as hell. But yeah, no, you know what? Though, salute to uh, Jalen Rose for real because he don't, yeah, he don't get enough credit for that for that school. And they are graduating a lot of kids, and a lot of these kids are going to college. Like this is a lot of this is a different opportunity for kids from you know from Detroit. I know a lot of people watch us from other places, but you hear a few things about Detroit, but. Like being a product of Detroit public schools, I understand it is rough. Like everybody don't get that same opportunity, to like to get the higher education or even to have teachers and, and staff yeah. in a school that genuinely cares what you do with your life. So right. yeah, shout out to Jalen Rose, though, for shout out to Jalen Rose Academy. Though. You know, something else he said too that 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 really stuck with me. You know, with all this going on, there's been some talk about these big time athletes in high school going to HBCUs. What do you think about that? I think it's a dope idea, especially in basketball. Yeah. I'm going to say especially basketball because of something he said. Mm -hmm. He said, you can go to Europe and get a check. Yeah. You can go to the G League and get a check. And it's right. a significant check for the G League now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's places for these kids out of high school to go and get some loot. Yeah. And they go to these big schools because they what? They want to get to the league. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when they see some other avenues, they're like, oh, I can get to the league anyway. Like, yeah, some of them might be more apt to hit up HBCUs and whatnot. And and that sponsorship money and all that marketing money and all that bowl money and association money, there. it's got to start funneling into those schools. It's start going there, for sure. Right? That, I mean, 
I think it I think it really could be the beginning of something. And this is the thing that, that worries me about it though. I, I ain't gonna say worry, but it's just one of those things that I mean it's a pride thing for sure. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, these first couple of classes, like what's your name? Uh Mikey and, and the dude from out here. Yeah, uh, uh I know Imani Bates. Bates. Yeah, Bates, yeah. Duh, so like if they decided to go to these schools and they bring a couple people with them, mm -hmm. the the reality of it is is that they they not go. They not go get the full benefit of making that move. They they will be at that point. They will be pioneers, and right? They, and it's gonna be rough because like the schools, honestly, right now they not built for the capacity. Like they, you know, they not ready. And I think that might be hard for a lot of egos. It could be. It, 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 yeah, that's hard for a lot of egos yeah, because you like, don't go. I'm the best. I'm the number one ready yeah. recruit in the country. Exactly. And I'm about to go to. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and they're gonna go to Morgan State. Right. And they're not gonna have that same you know, they not not yet. Not a, a few a few classes gonna have right. to do it in order for it to happen. Oh, yeah. it's, it's gonna take yeah, a good four or five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to get, and somebody gonna have to not scared. Yeah, somebody gonna have to be not scared to right. be the pioneer. Because you're not gonna receive all the benefits that like the the ones behind. But that's our thing though. Like I always mention about everything in this movement. And it's been a movement since I've been alive, which is crazy. But um, that's the thing. We got to be willing to make sacrifices that that we might not necessarily like benefit from personally. Yeah. And that's 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 tough. Yeah. That's a tough decision to make sometimes because you like, damn, I, I want it now. You know, instant gratification. Yeah. But the, the, like, if they go, what's my name, uh, Mikey and uh, Imani Bates, like if they went and did that right now, they'd be setting a trend. But they might not necessarily receive the benefits themselves, but they'll be setting it up for so many people, and that's a that's a lot to take on, and it's a it's an ego thing though, because like a lot of people don't want to bite the bullet like that, you know, especially in sports, you know, what I'm especially us because we we put sports on like a different level. Yeah, you you know see some ones and twosies that that, yeah. that, are, that are doing it and have done it, mm -hmm. you know, from from time to time. Um, but like back in the day, like it's all the time though. Like, hey, it was all the time. Yeah, Cass was going, you know, Jerry Rice went to what, Mississippi Valley, I think it was. Mississippi you know? Valley. Yeah, all kinds of cats coming out, like Grambling back in like 70s, 80s and whatnot. Uh -huh. uh, like, it, it's been done. Aaron McNair, man, rest in peace, huh? Yeah, the one thing that I've learned from coaching is if you are good, <laughs> you're good, they will find you. Sure. No, you know what I mean? You yeah. will get a shot. It may not, like I said, it may not be all the glamour and glitz that you want, yeah. but they will find you. Believe me, yeah. you know. I think that's the case too. And a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of kids, man. Honestly, a lot of kids get to positions, especially depending on where they're coming from, and uh, they find out when they get into these bigger <coughs> programs that they may not have been as good as they thought they were. I think we see that often, though. Yeah. <coughs> but as, <coughs> excuse me, as like top tier black athletes, though, I think it really should be. It really should be a push. It's gonna be. It's a hard sell. It's gonna be a hard sell. But I think it really should be a, a good push to like get these kids into these uh you know HBCUs. And I I have to admit though. So this is one of those uh, teachable moments or learning moments, I guess you would call it. When I was going to school, quite honestly, I looked at it completely different. Uh, shout out to Angry Principal. Uh, when I was graduating from uh, Martin Luther King Junior Senior High School, the best high school in Detroit City, uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was had a couple of schools I could go to because I, my grades weren't you know terribly great, so I ended up going to Eastern. But he was he was trying to uh, get me to go to HBCU. Like he had a couple of plugs, I could have won a couple of places, but like I didn't go 
like sincerely out of fear because I felt like I wasn't really great at school and I felt like if I didn't get out of my environment, it was gonna suck me down even more. But it wasn't until after I went to school and got out and everything is when I realized like, I think I missed the opportunity. I think I was looking at it completely backwards. I think that in, in, that, uh, in that instance, I probably would have flourished more because people around me looked like me and were probably more interested in me succeeding. I never looked at it that way though until after the fact. So I think we gotta kinda change that narrative too. And this might help these kids like, you know, make those decisions to go to HBCUs. I mean like, if we just really went to our own schools though. Like that should be crazy. I wish you saw this. You that should be about, crazy though. Talk about like an instant like power shift for those kids. Dog, I mean, power shift. For in those schools. Mm -hmm. You know. Um You know, Juneteenth, what to celebrate? Do we celebrate? Oh like yeah, definitely celebrate. The other thing, with everything that's going on right now, you know, obviously, you know, rest in power to to George Floyd, you know, and you know, and uh, you know, vibes, vibes, money to his family and whatnot. Um, but celebrate the fact that like black people are like I don't want to say waking up, but like they starting to kind of put their foot down about things now. You know, getting into all these different realms that we. You know, get into like bourbon and guns and all that type of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. but people start to realize, like, okay, yeah, this shit needs to change. You know, celebrate yeah. the fact that like that's going on right now. Exactly. Right. You know, not. I'm not saying you gotta be happy with it. Right. Right. You know, right. Because things are not what they should be. Exactly. And, and out of all this, I think maybe that's the one thing that I regret that didn't happen during all of this, right? And, and it probably didn't because, like, obviously, you know, this was unexpected, so it just you know organically grew. Yeah. This was um, a jump, definitely a jump off. Yeah. The one thing's like, so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get political for a little bit, right? So I think there's really, like, three pillars mm -hmm. that kind of sustain the system, you know what I mean? Um, you've got the police. All right. You've got uh, white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And then you've got capitalism. Right. I think all three of those run in tune, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that because of this. Uh, that's an interesting mix, though. We are not capitalists. Yeah. Like, you and you and I. Mm -hmm. we, we aren't. We're workers. You know, we're people. Yeah, workers in a capitalist society. Those, those, you know, politicians that are profiting like crazy, these executives that are profiting like crazy, they are capitalists. Mm -hmm. They want, they have manipulated and, you know, from behind the scenes, you know, held the strings for right. centuries, right? Centuries. To, yes, yes. Centuries. centuries, yes. To to make the conditions prime for what what's going on now. Mm -hmm. Right? Um my my thing is this, like, and when you have that system in place, you need to protect that system. Mm -hmm. So how do you protect that system? The police. Mm -hmm. The police are not like the police should be a, like an organic like community type of thing, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it should be. Right? <laughs> right. I laugh at the idea that it, some it, people think it right. is. Because, you know, if you go back, if you, you know, historians, you go back in history, you know, thousands of years ago, typically communities have kind of policed themselves. Mm -hmm. You know? So, <laughs> definitely, we can figure it out now. Um, but you, they use, the, the police are, are now basically a paramilitary force. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I think about when I was in the Army, and I think about now, and you know, like the army, you know, you approach every situation with caution and everybody could be the enemy. Right. Like, you're looking aggressively at everyone. Yeah, and that's what the police And do. that's what the police do. For sure. They see, they see us as insurgents. Mm -hmm. They don't see you as citizens. They don't see us 
as citizens. Yeah, I was gonna say us. Yeah. They see us as insurgents, you know, like a problem to, to deal with. Think about that for a minute, though. Like before you even get to the rest of your point, I just want that to sit with you real quick. Insurgents. Uh, think about that shit. Cause we, when we looked at when like America went over overseas and, and they called those people insurgents, like. Think about that. You looking in the mirror and you are declaring an insurgent. Just think about that for a minute. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. That's good. You know, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um, then, you know, we have the, the, the other pillar, white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And white supremacy has started since day one. Oh, right? I got a question about that yeah. real quick. Well, white supremacy, because this is something I, that I ask a few people and I, I kind of battle with it myself. Like, as far as white supremacy, do you think that's rooted out of fear or hate? I don't think it's rooted out of either. I think it's rooted out of, out of greed. Mm, you know? Okay. And, and, I, and I say that because, you know, we wanted, I don't I say we. Mm. Like those old, old white folks that came up here a long time ago. Right. They wanted to pay less taxes. They wanted this. They wanted that. They wanted this. Yeah. Like basically, they, they came over here to a whole other place that wasn't theirs because they were trying to get that come up. Like, yeah. that's what it was. I mean, basically, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. you know? I mean, you, you read all that shit in history books about religious freedom, that, that's all bullshit. They try to get some money, mm -hmm. right? Um, but like Lincoln even said it, like, y'all niggas is free, but don't think y'all equal. <laughs> so when your president says that, yeah. there's no way in the world a system can be made for you. Right. Like, it's being made for them to profit off of it. it, it we don't, yes. I get it, you know, some of us is going to school with them, whatever, or whatnot, and, and yeah, a lot of us are living better than our parents and stuff like that. Like, I get that point, right? right. Think about where you could be if it was a level playing field out here, though. Right. right. Think about, like, generational wealth. When you're, think about that type of shit. Like, we're just now, mm -hmm. just now, like, passing on things to, like, our kids and stuff like that. Exactly. Right? It's just like, now. just now happening, and, and, and not, not a lot, but, like, you know, I see it. Right, not a lot, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, not a lot. And so, to kind of wrap this up, like I get back to the, the original point, the thing I regret, we protested, but we didn't have any demands. Yeah, I know you mentioned that before. And when you take a hostage, like, and that's what we, that's what we essentially did, like, people, people were upset, they were mad. Yeah. The police department's fundamentally was challenged, like, right. for, like for the first time in a long time, they was like, oh shit, these right. niggas are serious. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, they was challenged. And we had them on the ropes. Yeah. And that's when we should have made our demands or whatever it would have, you know, should have, would have, would have been. You know? mm -hmm. Maybe it's not all a unified thing. Maybe it's city by city. Maybe it's community by community. I don't know what that looks like, right? right. But it's like we took the hostage with no demands. He was like, yeah, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, I guess you can go now. Right. Because what instantly happened is like all the outcry about the violence and the looting and all that type of stuff and the rioting. And you know what? Looting can be used as a strategy, mm. but this is the thing: you are not going to gain any allies with looting. People, yeah. it usually, it usually turns out to be more bad than good, right? <laughs> you know, because right. then the people that you know might have got some support from you, they might have been like, "Okay, I don't fuck with you no more." Right? Exactly. Yeah, because you think it's not Yeah. Good. But and I'm, I'm not advocating for violence. I'm just, I'm just trying to, and, and of course, it's all my opinion, right? And I'm just trying to hit a couple people that might listen. I'm not advocating for violence, but they they were on the ropes thing. Like for real, they were like yeah. police departments like for real scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all this comes about, and all of a sudden it's this like sudden rush, this sudden push for peaceful protests yeah. and nonviolence and things like that. 
And you know what? Like, the capitalists are cool with that. Yeah. Like, all y'all niggas mad? Okay. Yeah, because then, you know, they get back to uh, <laughs> yeah. the original thing. Yeah, they, okay. They, they benefit yeah. off of black strikes. So, like, you know, all, so when, when you do that, you know, you know what they gotta do? All they gotta do is wait you out. Yeah. They be like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Two months later, people just got about everything. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen. I hope not. But that's that, not. but that's how things have kind of, you know, especially in like nowadays. Mm-hmm. Flavor of the month, something else. Exactly. Flavor of the month, something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they just wait you out. Because during this whole process, don't get it wrong. During this whole process that we protesting. Like people still get killed by the police. Yeah, it ain't like to stop. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's the thing too. Like right. riot gear, all that type stuff. You know, like yeah. Like <laughs> and just because you're processing peacefully, don't necessarily mean you ain't gonna get your head bashed in. I mean, it, it, it's it's gonna be a lot of demands. I think. Yeah. I think from state to state, uh, some of the laws have been changed as far as law enforcement. Uh, some states are actually going into looking into defunding police. Um, oh, I got I got to touch on that too. Me too. I got to oh, say yeah. something about that too. Okay. But um, um, damn, because it's in my head now. I can't yeah, get it out. Say it. Uh, yeah, all right, fuck. Let, let's go to that real quick. So uh, my man's uh, what's the dude's name? Damn, I just I, I just posted his uh, damn his article yesterday. Charlie LaDuff, right? Mm-hmm. I fuck with Charlie LaDuff. If you're from the Detroit area, Charlie LaDuff is a white dude and shit who he like. He, he on the streets, like, battling shit. Like, he really, like, I, I trusted him. You know what I'm saying? I say I trusted. I guess I still do. But um, he wrote an article about defunding the police, uh, especially in Detroit, that I didn't necessarily uh, agree with. Um, I thought that the I thought that the article was deceptive. So he's saying that defunding the police, like, um, so that didn't work for the city of Detroit, right? So this is what the article said. So I'm reading the article. And I think everything he's saying in there is factual. So, yeah. So, the crime rates went up. Uh, like, children were being killed. This, these are facts. I live here, so I know this shit was true. Um, but I think to say that it was because the police department was defunded is deceptive, though. Like, the reality of it is, is that they defunded schooling, too, though, right? So, they defunded schooling programs. Um, After-school programs was non-existent. Um, there's no, no real employment opportunities inside the city. That contributes to crime rate increase, not defunding the police. So that shit was deceptive as hell, and I really, I fuck with him though, but then I see that, I see how the media does it though, you know what I'm saying? So that article, I can't fuck with, I don't know if it's go, cause we in the cancel culture, I don't wanna cancel the nigga off right, but like, at this point, I see how deceptive it is and how they trying to change the narrative mm-hmm. to scare people into thinking that defunding the police is not the way to go. So that's all I have to say about that. I feel that, that. no, no. Like, totally, right? Defund the police does not mean, like, totally get rid of the police. Right. right? It's not, that's not what it, what it means. Right. But if you are on some abolish the police type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, those other two pillars I talked about, you gotta get rid of those too. Right. That's what the police, they're, they're built on that. Right, that's what you they're built Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, for, for y'all Christians out there, it's like the Holy Trinity. You know, capitalism, white, white supremacists. Police. Wow. I'm so serious. They all work together, same person, whatever that is, the same entity, whatever. It all, you know, plays in each other. Sure. Um, so defund the police. New York City has a six billion dollar police budget. Six billion. For what? Police officers are not making that much money. At all. Right, yeah, I know you got equipment, you got maintenance, you got expenses, you got this type. Where's the rest of that money going? Right. The city of Detroit has just over a $2 billion police budget. 
And they making twenty thousand like salaries, benefits. I looked at it. You know, it's all open source material. I looked at it. Like all that adds up to like three hundred and sixty or three hundred and ninety million dollars, like salaries, benefits, and all that type of stuff. Like their expenditures for the, I think it was the year of twenty eighteen mm -hmm. totaled like six hundred million or something like that. I forget okay. exactly what it was. But they got two billion dollars. Right. So money. where is that? So where's the rest of it going? What is that? You know what I mean? So yes, that's what we mean by defund the police. Mm -hmm. Take some of that money and, like you said, put it in the education. education, put it in the job, you know, training, things like that. You know what I mean? Put it into the schools. You know, I, remember, I can remember growing up at times where, like, we didn't have enough books to go around in the classroom. What kind yes. of shit is that? Yes. You don't have enough books in the classroom? Yes. You think they got to worry about? Like, I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan now, for y'all that, that are familiar with the area. If I, if I go to Swing High School or Chelsea High School, yes. they ain't going to make what? Not have a book? Are you crazy? That's no, not going to happen. Just How even, is that uh, equal play? It's not. Just to even look at that, just to put that in a, in a recent time frame, just how these schools outside of the city were actually able to transition when it was time for these kids to go home and learn from school. Like these kids out here, um, especially like, I mean, just from personal experience, I know in, in Bloomfield, they already had like laptops. So transitioning to homeschooling was easy. <laughs> like take your laptop home. Right. We go teach you from, you know, remotely. Then you go inside the city, we ain't barely got no books, let alone laptops. So learning from school was your mama trying to trying to teach you. Put yourself up by your bootstraps. No, right? Exactly, right? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. And, and I don't care that you didn't get a right proper education. Put yourself up by the And this is why it's frustrating, though. This is why it's frustrating. So they go home. You know, mom's working the job where she got to be on Zoom meetings or... or for us, like in the inner city, there's a lot of essential workers because it's some it, it, it's some of these jobs that that you can't work from home. So like you got no nobody really at home teaching the kids. You don't have that connection back to the school because that infrastructure is is, is fucked. So you you don't even have the opportunity to teach from home like or teach from the school remotely like you do in some of these other schools. And, and that's the those are the problems. Defunding the police means that you can take some of that money and put it back into the education. Like when. When you able to go to a school and have all your curriculum online, like I think people look at that as like something that's that's normal. But inside the city, it's not normal. Like it's not even normal to have enough books. Like you said, is when we was in school, duh, I had duh, you would be reading from books that like your old ass cousins was reading. Hey, you got y'all gotta share that book, okay? Duh, yes. And how is that possible? That before? You gotta share that book, bro. How is that though? You, you, in you the United know, States of America. No, exactly, <laughs> right? But then everywhere else is everywhere but else. <laughs> but <laughs> man, look, me and Avery Principal had a whole other conversation about that. Like we have that conversation every day, <laughs> and like I, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. Locally, locally, I'm, I'm all about the votes. I'm, I'm all about the yes. I'm, I'm I all about it locally. It's, I am hard pressed to to really say that I'm going to vote for a president. Yes, I am going to the polls on that day because I know that 
that's when they slide local shit on you on the presidential elections. So I know it's other shit I need to vote for. I'm not really sure though if I if I honestly want to vote for the lesser of two evils. I'm, whoever gets in office, they need to they need to reach our demands. Like period. Who whether it's racist forty five or or Biden or whoever. Like I need a way for us to shift our power, which which means to me. Is lobbying and, and money. Money and lobbying is what's going to change the course of the laws that we need to be changed or make the politicians do what we want them to do. Who I'm putting in office, I, I, I think at some point it's never really go. I don't want to say never, but it just don't seem, it don't seem like a logical solution to me. Because what's going on right now is whoever get into office, they always being manipulated by, like you always say, where the money coming from. Mm -hmm. So where the, wherever the money coming from is what these politicians are going to do. And that's why... We never have a, a real black agenda, and you know what? I really like, and I and I loved Cory Booker all the way up until he ran for president. Because then I understood that, like, when once they get to the main stage, this, this whole idea of a black agenda just goes out the window. And at this moment, especially at this moment, I, I am certainly back on that shit. If I don't have, because this is all I want. If I don't have a serious this is even more serious than, than law enforcement reform or whatever you want to call it, defunding police or whatever. Um, I need to have a serious conversation about reparations. If this is not a serious conversation about reparations, like a serious conversation that can actually get some bills passed or whatever, yeah, I, shit is going to be hard pressed to get my vote. I ain't gonna lie. And for y'all who do vote for president, this, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you don't really have much of a choice because it's only, it's only two, two shitty people, right? <laughs> um, it, the thing, the thing I hope that doesn't happen is this whole the protesting, the riots, and all that. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I know you don't fuck with the word riots, and that's cool. I respect <laughs> that. But I use that shit because rioting is a tactic. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's. What do you think? I mean, I'm going back some years. What do you think the Boston Tea Party was? It wasn't shit, but a riot. Right. And now we look upon that shit far more. Well, I don't, but like you know, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 mainstream America does, right? Yeah. You know, like they celebrate that shit. Um, and guess, don't get me wrong, I'm not telling y'all to go break into Walmart and get you a seventy inch, right? I'm not saying that right now, right? And did you right. still broke into Walmart though? Yeah, this yeah, 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 Walmart. Yeah. 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 Ice was like he was gonna pay for that shit. <laughs> anyway, no, 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 uh, but. The thing I don't want to happen with this is it all it gets liberalized, right? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, Joe Biden and Camp come swoop, swooping on in and just like, yeah, fuck with y'all, blah, 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 this type of stuff, and unity, and all that type, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, okay, yeah. Even though he didn't really say nothing and didn't offer you any tangibles, right. you know, he just got your vote, right? Right. And... Like I say it all the time, I've said it on other shows. We're already skeptical of the, of the right and the far right and the near right, pretty much anything that's right. Like, I already get it. <laughs> you know, I get it. Right. And I'm at the point, I know a lot of us aren't, but I'm at the point where I'm also as skeptical about the left. Yeah. You know, because they play that game with, like, yeah, we cool, we cool, yeah, we unity, right? Until it's really time to get down. Right. Or they try to jump onto some shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I hope that doesn't happen with this whole, you know, it, it gets all political. I mean, I, it already kind of had, it, well, well, it's it's kinda, it already got politicized and things like sure. that. But I, I just hope, like, people that vote for, vote for Biden, I just hope you really support Biden, you know, if you go to vote for him, you know what I mean? 
and just live on some fly-by-night type shit, I guess, right? Yeah. It doesn't really make a difference, I guess, because like once you vote, you know, that, that's that vote. Yeah. But I don't know, I just want people to think critically about these things rather than just like, oh, on MSNBC, like, yeah, but what did you research for yourself? Right. You know, like they found the police thing. Yeah. You know, people always, you know, they talk about the, the, the law and order candidate, you know, more more bars, more walls, more guards, more police. Like, it's been see that, time, see time. that didn't work with Nixon. Yeah, it's, it's all kinds of studies all over the place about how that does not equate to lower crime rates. Exactly. What equates to lower crime rates is you give some people some opportunity to, to learn a skill trade, right? Dog, to actually line, not to share a book in school. Bottom line, you know, in lamest terms, dog. Not to rely on the good you know, Give niggas something to do. And then they won't commit crime. You gotta crime. have equal to be uh, yeah, <laughs> have no opportunity. Right. Right? Yeah, you know, there, there may be, you know, some construction job out in any, any you know, uh, uh, Madison Heights or whatever. I don't know, any, you know, in suburb or whatever, right? How? Yeah, you know, how, wherever. <laughs> but if you live on the east side or the west side or whatever, and let's say, you know, you take the bus, you know, that's your motor, so a lot of people don't own cars. That's how they get around. How do you get out there and things like that? Because those opportunities aren't in your community, right? So, like, yeah, there may be these jobs and stuff out there, but, like, how are people having access to these things? How do people know about these things? How do they know the questions to ask? That's the opportunity. I'm not saying just go sign me a check, right? Yeah, I believe we are OF reparations. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm not asking for a check just because I don't want to do, I don't want to work. You see what I'm saying? Right, for sure. And that's, and that's kind of the, the connotation they put on that. And just to kind of piggyback on what you had said just a moment ago, about these jobs outside the city, um, and people having to take the bus to those things, like you gotta, you gotta see what's going into that too, though. So not only do some of these people not, they're not able to afford like a vehicle, but also living inside the city, we're being redlined, so insurance is even higher. Yeah. So if you don't have insurance for your vehicle, <laughs> then you can't get a vehicle. If you don't have insurance. That you can't get tags for your vehicle. So if you do have a vehicle, then you out here illegal. So now you got a thousand dollars worth of tickets and you can't get to the job. So and people will say your insurance is high because the crime rate is so high. Bruh. Because people ain't got jobs. They ain't it's got a money. circle. <laughs> that's systemic racism. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Dog, but insurance inside the city is fucking I unbelievable, dog. But we got to talk about something happy again, Juneteenth. Yeah, Juneteenth, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, Juneteenth, baby. We got signs. Oh, one thing I don't like about Juneteenth. And I, I I I know like some of y'all like it, but I don't like the flag, like the, the official Juneteenth flag. flag. Yeah, the red, white, and blue. Yeah, that's my Juneteenth flag right, right. here. You know what I mean? <laughs> he said the red, 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 white, red, blue, yeah, red, you black, know, and red, black, and green. For sure. You know I mean? so. Um. Yeah. So all right, you're right. Let's get back on to some some brighter things. So celebrate. Though. Yeah. So celebrate, man. Juneteenth. Celebrate this movement. Yeah, for sure, bro. And and this again, I think that we're. People get confused with, you know, with Black Lives Matters and, and, and fucking, and, and all of the shit that, that we're arguing for or fighting for. I think where people get confused is that, that we're taking something away from somebody else. Like the whole thing is, how can it be we're so many- back pay. We're getting back pay. That's what that is. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's old to us. Retroactive. Yeah, retroactively. Yeah, sure. My bad, go ahead. No, for, no, but I'm just saying, like, you, you get put in a position where they try to change that narrative, too, to make it seem like now we're trying to take something from other groups. And to be honest with you, dog, when it comes to us at this point in my life, because I done got old and a little bit bitter, and I think James Baldwin said it best, of course, you know, once, once a nigga is woke, nigga, you can't be nothing but angry. I, I just paraphrased that. But 
Um, the truth is, though, is that what's a nigga woke? Yeah, what's always said that? What's a nigga woke? You gonna be angry? I mean, basically, that's he what he said. Just like that too. Yeah, I mean, he probably did behind closed doors. So did he? You know, he said it a little more articulate in real life. But uh, the reality of it is, I even got to a point that I don't really give a fuck about everybody else at this point. Us worrying about everybody else is probably what got us into this situation in the first place, though. So I don't give a fuck about everybody else. I want some shit for us at this point. Cause and now we talking about we talking about a point where we didn't we didn't cry and we tried to do solidarity and we tried to do all the unity shit. And again, um, I know we probably a little bit on different uh, edges on the comments on this, but some of these motherfucking allies and shit, I'm I'm, I'm with your energy. Whether you intent, your intent is the same or not, I'm going to use your energy. Then I'm going to drop your ass off when we get to where we're going. Because at this point, we've been done the same way. Nigga. Everything, had, all of our resources have been used and we got dropped off. So I'm just, I'm learning how to do that too. We go use your energy and then we go drop your ass off. Because a lot of, sometimes we do need some extra energy to get to where we at. But once we get there, I'm going to drop you off. Cause. So I got to respond to that. Because I know y'all talk about that on the show. Mm -hmm. Remember I called in that day, right? Yeah, so, a little angry, a little yeah, angry. So I'm gonna say this, right? Not that I, I, I don't think you know. I think people that who people, if you're not black, right? You're yeah. white or whatever. Non-black, non-black folks. Y'all want to help? Help. Yeah. Okay, support in whatever way you can. I'm not gonna come to you ask for it. Mm. I'm not gonna thank you for it because you did it and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like. If it's something personally between you and I, yeah, yeah I'll reach out, obviously, right? That's right. just being, you know, human being, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We decent beings. Yeah. 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 But, like, like, in like, if you go to a protest or something like that, this, like, that's cool. But, like, don't expect people to, like, worship you for it, I guess, yeah. you know? And I have been seeing some of that, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that, that's all I'm saying about the allies. We got to be very careful about how much we celebrate them, yeah. right? Because, you know, sometimes I, I see sometimes it's posted and it's like, oh, my white friends and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You know that, but that, that don't have to be like, it's <laughs> them all over everywhere. You know what I mean? You have to put them on a pedestal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, that's what good human beings do. Right. You know what I mean? That's what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. Right. You know? sure um, so, as far as, uh, let's get back to your own team, though, because this is it's easy to get sidetracked when we're talking about this. It's your team. Um, so like what what would you like what, what would you think would be Don't like celebrate this guy right here. Oh right celebrate right. right. <laughs> that guy. Celebrate you know? that guy. Yeah. Um what would be ideal celebration, you would think, for ideal celebration? Yeah, ideal celebration. <laughs> so I'm the wrong person to ask, because I'm cool with just chilling on my deck with a couple of homeboys, drinking, grill, some nice nice looking women around, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I think. And I think I think also too though, this is important. Let, let's say that you don't celebrate. Let's say you don't go out and barbecue and set off fireworks and shit. I think this is a very important time to start having these conversations Most with your definitely. kids. Like this is a conversation that needs to be had with your kids and your little nieces, nephews, neighborhood kids, just about about Juneteenth and like about that whole thing. Like they need to be educated on that whole thing with the Civil War. I, I keep going back to the Civil War shit because it is it's simply amazing to me that I lived my entire life. And this has never been taught to me, like what really happened in the Civil War, like what what the uh, fight was really for, when slavery actually ended, like did it actually end? The, the things that went into the so-called slavery ended. Like, Amazon and no social media, then like it takes time to spread news back then, right? It, exactly. So I, I think if you not go like celebrate, if you if you're not into the whole like you know setting off fireworks and barbecuing type shit, then that's fine. That's but cool too, yeah. but you do need to take this time. This is a very educational point. I feel like if you come out of this this whole movement we got going on, 
with uh, Floyd being killed and shit, and the rest of the people who continue to be killed by the police, and our kind of like advancement in this Black Lives Matter kind of movement, and I almost hate using that term, but um, Black Lives Matter, yeah, kind of, because it's commercialized now. So like using it now, kind of yeah, sound it's like, commercialized, yeah. but like it's, but like we get it. Yeah, we get it. So I, I just like to call it the movement because like when I call it Black Lives Matter, I feel like it's been commercialized to the point where like other people just benefiting off of it. So I don't really want to give that stand, but it's, it's our movement. I just call it that. But I feel like if you come out of this and your kids don't know more about themselves and our culture, then, then we failed at that point. So like, yeah, we got the stronghold on people's attention right now. We need to come up with our demands. We need to start really pinpointing what we want to change and not just saying we want change, but what those changes are. But at the end of the day, too, within ourselves, within our own culture, we need to also be giving them this information. It may not be as important as educating. I think that's the whole thing. <clears throat> and even people that's uh, that's older. Because, like, uh, let me see, what was this? Last night, ugh, excuse me, I was having a conversation with my nephew. My nephew, 33. So he old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we was having conversation about Juneteenth. I was telling him about, you know, where the date came from, the 1865 shit, the... Uh, emancipation proclamation all that shit and it's like I was educating him on some shit that he he wasn't really well versed on <clears throat> but that's the thing though we get to this age and nobody has told us though and that's just that shit can't happen so we at a point now that we got access to information we need to start letting these kids and everybody in our community know so that we know what we fighting for because some people out here just they, they know some shit different like kids anyway they know some shit different but they don't really know what's going on so take this time out to educate people. Educate them and don't ridicule them, though, because it's some shit I don't know. And when people tell me new shit, like, I'm, I'm all about it because this is something that we need to know. Because in order to get to where we're trying to go, I know it's a cliche, but you got to know where you come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to know that. But for me, I think uh, the perfect celebration, I think, for me is kind of a combination of both. Like, I want to be able to like what you said. So let's say that we having a, a little powwow, you know, a little barbecue or something, some friends over. I think that part is important. But then I think the conversations we having right now need to be a part of ourselves. Oh, that's just, yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna be. So we do that anyway. But like, we do that. But for everybody, I think it's important. Though. So like, while you out barbecuing or celebrating or doing whatever you are, I think it's important to share some stories. Like share some. Share some good stories, I guess, too, because it, and it's hard. Trust me, it's hard to. to we all share got them good rest stories. I know, and they funny and they entertaining. I get it. Right, but you know, you gotta share some stories. And as far as like, again, I keep harping on this. I know, but um, start having some real conversations about the Civil War and and what transpired at that point and what basically created what we live in now. Like, have some serious conversations about that. I wish somebody had had a conversation with me early or pointing me in the direction to where I can learn this information. How can you go through an entire school system and you reading about wars everywhere else and where America has conquered, but you don't ever learn what happened on your own soil? How is that possible? And, that, and I'm going to tell you how it's possible, right? <laughs> the reason is, they don't want you to know. Just, I got to say this too, though. This is something that happened to me just the other day. And I didn't want to get back into this shit, but we back into it. <laughs> Um, I was putting together this little compilation of videos uh, for one of my clients, and I was trying to get a lot of protest footage. Mm -hmm. So I'm Googling YouTube and this shit, trying to splice some shit together, and this is when I understood how this whole shit worked. 
So I'm going through all this footage, and then I'm like, you know, it's some parts uh, in here that I want to show what we protesting about. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's really happening at these protests. And for two hours, dog, two hours, I didn't find any footage of police kicking nobody ass at protests. How is that possible? I know they doing it because we seen it. Like, it happened, they show it on the news, and then they erase it. There's a book, um, damn, I can't think of it. I got it upstairs. Uh -huh. uh, I'll have to share it with y'all. I'll share it with y'all too. Uh, uh, when we air this on Wednesday, oh, Wednesday. You know, we'll put an update or something on there. Okay. But regarding that, yeah. don't think like these Googles and these Facebooks and these Amazons and Bro, these Instagrams and these. They you know, racing it. I, Twitter not as much. Twitter be on. They, they try to they try to play fair, right? But it's still something there too, though. Yeah. Like these algorithms, are like. Yeah. Hey, I'm right, just racist. Duh, they are. Fuck me all up. So I'm like, how is this possible? Because I know damn well the police in New York was kicking motherfuckers' ass. White people here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm seeing this on local news when it's happening, so I know it's happening. But now all of a sudden, it's not available. Like, while I'm searching shit, I'm like, okay. I see how they work. Now, people say it all the time, like, you know, history being whitewashed and shit, but I think it's a different feeling when you watching it happen in real time. And if you, if you think I'm bullshitting, like after you watch this show, like Google some shit and try to find some YouTube footage, you gonna be hard pressed to find police kicking people ass in these protests because they trying to change the narrative. Now I did find a lot of motherfuckers stealing and looting and, and, and vandalizing police shit, but I couldn't find shit with, where the police was kicking people ass and I know it is happening. Mm -hmm. Like I, I seen it, but then all of a sudden they got erased. Like, it's happening in real time in your face. So, like, when I tell you that this shit needs to be documented for a personal thing, like, that, because that's what I've been doing. Like, I've been writing my own shit because you never know when you're going to get to a point, like, let's say generations from now, maybe your kids and, and, and their kids, like, you a grandfather or a grandmother or some shit, and they're going to be asking about what happened, and they're not going to be able to find it. That's when you're going to have to bust out your old-ass book and show them what happened because... The, the narrative is always going to be changed, especially since everything electronically, they got a handle on that shit, though. They got a handle on that shit. Everything you thought, in order to prove some shit, you're going to have to have some kind of like viable proof. And if they erasing everything electronically, you're going to have to have some of this shit on your own. So that's why these are conversations and shit that you need to document yourself. That's why when we went to the, uh, we went to the Peace March at Belle Isle, like I took my own pictures. Like I wanted to be there to document my own shit because... I know that the media go always spin shit and the internet is, is the internet is theirs. Like I don't really know no other way to say that. The internet is theirs. So they go give you whatever whatever it is they want you to have. So I think this is again, this goes back to you know celebrating Juneteenth. Um with that celebration needs to come education. That's something for us, that's something for uh, you know, the people behind us, the people above us didn't have this opportunity that we have, which is that access to information. So they didn't have that. So I'm giving them a pass on that. We got to pick up the torch because I think the, the ball was dropped uh, in there somewhere as far as passing information. Some of the information they didn't know, didn't have access to, or maybe didn't even know how to tell us. But we're in a position to transfer the information. We got to do that. Um, Go ahead. Celebrate. Celebrate however you want to celebrate. You know, barbecue, do some reading, do some research, whatever. Have a discussion. Right. You know, but. And speaking of reading. Yeah, this book that you was just talking about. about. You know, I had to go grab it real quick. <laughs> uh, algorithms of oppression. You know uh, how search engines reinforce racism. I'm like, yeah. some deep stuff in here, like for real. You know, and, 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 it's, and it's factual based. It's not just somebody on a tangent or on a rant or something <laughs> like that. It's like it's 
case studies and all that other type of stuff in there. So no, check it out when y'all get a chance. Definitely a double looking. I'm gonna check that out. So it's algorithms of oppression. And this is completely exactly what I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. And without ever hearing of this book or even reading about this book, I experienced it firsthand, so I know it's true. And that shit was crazy, so I had to mention it to people. So right now, man, whatever you're going through, like if you see something, um, quite honestly, I really feel like you, you need to be screen recording a lot of shit and documenting a lot of shit yourself because at some point, it's going to be hard to find. <laughs> yeah. They're they, they trying to hide it, though. But, um, alright, so. I know he's been on the negative stuff, but. I know. Yeah, Juneteenth? Right. Celebrate your friends, celebrate your grandparents, yeah. celebrate the dude, like the old dude in the hood that used to school everybody and whatnot, you know? Sure. Go up to him, dab him up or not, bring him a beer or some shit, whatever, you know what I mean? You know what? Like, on, on that tip, though, um, before we get out of here and shit, since you brought that up, is it somebody like that you wanna, like, give a little nod to and shit while we talking about, you know, giving it? Some of the uh, some of the unsung heroes. Anybody you want to give a shout out? Like on that tip, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there will be a few people. Yeah. You know, What's your if you yeah, got a You know, number one, my pops. You know, uh -huh. rest rest in power. You know what I mean? So sure. my pops, yeah, he always be number one right there. Um, I, I guess you know, to some extent, and she probably be surprised to hear this though. Hmm. Be my sister. Yeah. Like my sister. <laughs> she be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. She also for real like independent like black woman type like she, not not that angry shit that they yeah. try to get us to believe that single black trail like yeah. yeah I know some of y'all out there but that's that's just not the norm right oh yeah like like she bought her business and shit like so yeah like I watch her yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. I respect that shit about her right that's what's and, you know outside the family though man she'll like, be happy to hear that shit I'm sure <laughs> outside outside you know, my sister though you know. We'll say she prissy, she ain't gonna be, you know what I mean? So she don't, oh, you swear? <laughs> <laughs> swear, you swear? Uh, but for real, like outside of the family, I, I, I probably say, you know, um, the person who, who, who kept it really real with me, and I, I wish I knew her better. But like, even though I didn't know her well, you know, I knew her, she knew me. Like when I had some issues, I'd go talk to her about it and like work it out. When I was at Adrian College, Trish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trish, I don't know if you ever watched us or whatever. But Trish Gray, Trish Gray, uh, I know it was, your, your name is longer than that. I, I forget, Patricia. Forgive me. Patricia. Yeah, no, no, like her. Your, your main name or your, whatever it was. I know it's longer. Uh, uh, I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna put all your business out there. I think, I think we're friends on Facebook, so yeah. uh, I'll cut this part, we'll, we'll edit it and take it. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, cut her off. Yeah, yeah. Cut her last name out anyway, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Trish, yeah, I want to give her a shout out because. That's what's up. She was always real cool, always willing yeah. to listen, you know. Realized that we was young and we had a little wild in us, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, she. She just, she just always kept the one of us, you know what I mean? Like, I appreciate that, you know what I mean? Damn, that's what's up, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. that's one that took me off guard. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think that one. Okay. Um, for me, I mean, obviously, it's some family members. Obviously, uh, you know, my old man and shit. And, and my granddad, too. Both uh, my, well, both my granddad's passed. But thinking about my, uh, well, actually, both of them, though, taught me some things. And definitely, I think I was thankful for their insight. My, my grandfather was on my father's side. He was from Tennessee. Um, brought his whole family up here, you know, to the north uh, to live a better life. But I think also my my other granddad, which was my mom's dad, brought them up here from uh, you know from down south. But he came up here and started working at the Dodge plant, which you know the automotive industry in Detroit was booming back then. 
So that's why he was able to kind of build, you know, a life from there. And he used to tell me about the stories when he was, uh, you know, down south and just how oppressive it was. And it's crazy that out of that kind of oppression, like this should happen. Like we, we got a family up here now because of what he went through and was able to sacrifice. So I always salute to him and shit. But like on a, on a, uh, you know, a more up to date level and not family. Some real shit, man. I, I, I think I mention this to niggas all the time, but I gotta give a shout out to my homeboy Coke, man. Like, cause Coke is an older dude and shit in my neighborhood, and was always like a big brother to everybody. Like, some some dudes had daddies, you know. Some niggas mm -hmm. didn't. Some niggas had older brothers, but he was always the dude that kind of kept us in line and was was out about it. Nigga never smoked or drank in his life, so he never gave us like the bullshit. Uh, the only thing that we probably caught on from him is uh, women and shit. We <laughs> love women. But, uh, <laughs> right, who don't, right? But yeah, shout out to my guy because he, uh, he always been a stand up dude in the community, always looked out for us, you know what I'm saying? Still look out to this day, you know what I'm saying? Like, to this day. Like, when I was a kid to up till now, it's always been like my big brother. So shout out to Coke. Um, give him a nod real quick. And, uh, shit, oh, you know, I'm a, my whole circle, my whole circle is just shit. I, I tell y'all this shit all the time. If y'all don't believe it, then you just don't know me then because my whole circle is just shit. But, um, just want to give him a nod. I think, I think that's yeah. I think that's it because I, I can go on for days. You know, yeah, so no, yeah, he's a lot but, of folks uh, out there. Yeah. yeah. So you say uh, Trish, I'm gonna say Coke. Then my the, those are our two outside of family. Um, so yeah, I think that was that was kind of dope though. Because when you mentioned it about you know saluting some people that you would normally, I thought that was a good idea mm -hmm. to go ahead and jump in there and say that. Sure. But um, back to the back to the liquor real quick before we close it, I will give it a little rating and uh. I guess we'll start with you. So it's a, uh, what you think though? I mean, obviously you already had an idea, but like, what would you give it on a rating from one to five? So on a black power fist scale, yeah. I'm gonna give it four solid black power fists. For sure. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four. Four. Not four, but four. Um, I'm with you on that though, low key. I almost, the only reason, <laughs> the only reason I'm not gonna give it a five is because of the lyrics. That's the only reason I'm not gonna give it a five. But I think we in agreement on this is definitely giving it a four pounds, you know what I'm talking about? Four pounds, man, black power. Um, and I know you I guess you probably surprised you didn't think I was gonna like it. No, oh, I did. Yeah, this shit is this shit is like you said before, I don't think there's no other way to describe it, but this shit is delicious. Yeah. It, really, it really is. I know some people be like, oh, it's it's so much so much going, it's so complex, blah 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 blah. It's a lot. It's and it's good. <laughs> and it and it hit your it hit your palate like I wanna say at least at least three different times um going in and shit. I think it is it is some citrus like for some reason like in the middle uh, on mine and shit. The 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 tip though I think is kinda it the the tip not really sweet for some reason, but once I once I, it goes down it gets a little sweeter. And then on on the back end I thought it was kinda spicy, but then I, I kinda tasted the you know like the cocoa and the um, I think a lot of times when, when once people mention it, then you kind of notice it. Uh, at least that's how it works with me. So yeah, definitely give me a solid for it. Um, you know what I just thought of? I don't know why. You was you talking about old neighborhood people and whatnot? Dude, pony down. <laughs> what? I don't know why that popped in my head. <laughs> if you're from the city, Detroit, man. <laughs> You understand what we're talking about, though. Pony down. Pony down, man. Yeah. Why did they come in the way? That's probably because some twenty twenty. Probably some one of the old dudes that, in the uh, neighborhood I grew up in. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my bad. But yeah, the liquor. Pony down. <laughs> That's funny, man. 
<laughs> on that note, I guess we're going to get up out of here. Uh, any last-minute sentiments you want to leave the people with, bro? Hey, go out there and celebrate yourselves, folks. You know what I mean? Um, celebrate, celebrate your friends. Celebrate whatever. Yeah. Just, you know, find the good in this. Take advantage. Get with your folks. Make some demands. And I'll say <laughs> Make some demands. For sure, man. That's it, man. Take this opportunity to celebrate Juneteenth. Uh, educate people who don't know about it. Educate yourselves. Um, even even if you think you know what, what Juneteenth is about, it's, it's no it's no problem to learn even more. Uh, no matter how old you are, or how much experience you think you have, um, you're never done learning. So that's one thing that I think, especially as black people, we gotta understand that you just don't know it all, and and, and that's okay. And if you if you around people and you know the most, then you probably need to add a couple more people to your circle. <laughs> to the next time, man, you already know what it is, man. Beers, bourbon, whiskey. Everybody loves BBW. It's your boy, Q Lewis, holding it down live from the 48205. I got my man Bo in the building. I said. And this is some delicious motherfucking whiskey. Happy Juneteenth, <laughs> y'all. For sure. To the next time, man. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.